up, everybody? I'm Kiyoshi. Bobby Foster. Michael Beveraji. And this is Take Away My Mic. Welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, I, listen, <laughs> it's been, I feel like the year is winding down and we just all tired. Everybody's tired. You know, we're, I'm up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Bobby's- on Vivance. I'm up. <laughs> work, work, work. I feel pretty good. I started filming again this week. Uh, got back into the saddle or whatever. Um, it's like riding a bike, you know. <laughs> real, real awkward at first, and then I got back into the groove. How are you guys nice. doing? Doing good. Been playing a lot of video games, making a lot of content. I'm on my second run through a Resident Evil Four right now. Um, trying to get the platinum trophy for that. Um, but yeah, really just doing that, uh, watching LeBron James dominate the sport of basketball. Um, up against the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know what it is. Uh, can't win them all. Um, and so, yeah, we have, we have greatness upon us here in, in 2023. <laughs> Christmas is next week. Just cool. Shout out As to Christmas. As is my birthday. Christmas Eve. Oh, Facts. Happy early that's right. birthday. That's right. That's right. Shout that out. I'm going to be 29. Um, hey, I'm hitting the big 3-0 January 25th. Work. So it's coming up, coming up soon. Work, uh, work. But yeah, overall, things are going pretty good. I already got all my Christmas presents on Black Friday. Like for myself, I bought myself all my Christmas presents. I got Period. a brand new MacBook, got a brand new monitor. Everything's going good. Work, work, yeah. Michael. I gotta, I gotta take a tip from you, Bobby. That's self love on Christmas. Buy, buying yourself those gifts. I exactly. That. I respect that's what that. you gotta do. Do you wrap oh, them yeah. up? Do you wrap them up, or are you just like? No, oh no, I no. unwrap them all and use them. <laughs> <laughs> and use them. <laughs> Did you bang? You banged out all your son's gifts and all that stuff too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you have like the gifts under the tree? Not yet, but we we putting we're putting up putting them up soon. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So my son's seven, right? So last year he was six for Christmas, right? And listen, Kit. So last year I got him because he loves video games. So I, there was a great deal on Black Friday for like a gaming computer. It was an amazing deal. So I was like, no, I'm gonna get him a gaming computer because he was always using my computer. I was like, I need him out of my office. I need him on his own space. So tell me how. <laughs> tell me how. He got a present. He just got like one of them little Nerf guns. And he was so hyped. He was like, ah. He opens up the computer. And he's like, oh, cool. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. But little kids, kids, man, they just love. Unpredictable. They they just love the simplest of things. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted gun. to tell that story. I don't know. Cool computer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Same man. thing happened when I got him an iPad one year. He was like so hype about this little toy thing. He opens the iPad. And he's just like, oh, that's cool. That's good. I like that response, though. Yeah, he's not like obsessed with the, the electronics and all that. Then that's a good thing. He will be though, because I am. So it's definitely gonna get oh. passed down. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll get passed down for sure. Uh, I'm you- I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm I'm also like sa- savoring and taking in December because it's my favorite holiday this time of year. So I'm just enjoying like going out and seeing all the lights every like. Not even just like actually going places, but like just being in the car and driving by houses that are all nice and lit up and things like that just like really lift my spirits and the music too, the Christmas music. I'm just absorbing all of it real as much as I can because this month flies by to me. So we got this is the last episode before Christmas. The next episode goes up 
I think that uh, the day after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everyone listening right now. If you don't celebrate Christmas, you know, happy Hanukkah to you, whatever you celebrate. Happy, happy, happy to you. Happy holidays. Love to you. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm in a real good mood today. I love that. Well, we have a relatively, we'll see how short it actually is. We don't yeah. have that many topics we want to hit on today. But first up, we wanted to talk about what is going on with this whole K-pop and Usher thing. I don't even know the genesis of it or like how it mm. got started. Did did Usher do a feature for a K-pop group or? This is what happened because I saw I saw this happening live. I didn't plan on talking about this, but you guys wanted to talk about it. So this is there is very this this the whole thing is so toxic. It is incredibly toxic discourse happening about this subject mm. matter. Um, but it's on both sides. And mm. what's happening is, uh, Standing Next to You, a song by Jungkook of BTS, who's gone solo recently, and as all the members have, no big deal. Um, Standing Next to You is the song, and Usher it was featured on the song. If you remember, Justin Timberlake was featured on a Jungkook song. Jungkook's been doing some features with like some big pop stars recently, which is a really big deal for like any K-pop artist. The thing is, like, I feel like... America is not used to seeing these collaborations happen. And that's the problem. That's what's happening. Uh, and what happened was the song drops, Standing Next to You, and it's a video. And the, it's choreography, of course. There's always choreography when it comes to these K-pop groups, mm-hmm. particularly Jungkook, who's, who's a great dancer. Uh, and Usher was dancing in the video. And what happened first was Usher fans were saying that Jungkook wasn't as good as Usher, basically, more or less. Mm. Like, they were they were taking the clip that, that, that was there, and they were saying, you know, in lots of different ways. I saw, like, oh, this guy's not invited to the cookout. I'm staring at it right now. I can, like, read them. Not he's not invited to the cookout. <laughs> he's not. Jesus not, Christ. We close <laughs> invitations to the cookout in Yeah, this is, like, this is why Jesus folks Christ. don't need to be invited to the cookout. They both killed it. Usher's just more seasoned. Usher looks natural. This dude looks rehearsed. This dude is counting his steps. It's so natural for us. Not counting his steps. God damn. That's one of the worst things you can say to an and, artist. And like the big tweet, the big tweet was, I don't remember exactly what the tweet was, but there was a tweet that said something about one of these person, like one of these people is the movement and the other one is like trying to copy it or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the exact mm. words were. So don't quote, don't quote me. Um, they said one of them is doing the movement and one of them is being the movement. With Usher okay. being the one being the movement. Okay, so K-pop fans who are like just consistently disrespected on this side of the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at my. This is what happened. Uh, is the the exact reaction you're seeing from my two hosts here is what happened online. <laughs> oh shit! Don't do that to me. This, this is what happened online. The people got the the people were disrespecting Jungkook. <laughs> Hey, that's and not then, what I'm doing. I'm then, not, dog. I then, promise I'm not. Oh, my God. And K-pop fans got defensive. They're not helping the case. Everything that K-pop... Every, I don't, I don't want to say K-pop fans, all right? Because that's too general. Jungkook fans, BTS fans, Jungkook fans. I'm talking to you guys. We have a relationship. It goes back over a year now. Y'all are doing too much. Okay. Y'all, are doing, y'all are doing way too much. And it's, like, really elongating the issue. It's making it so much worse. Uh, there's no reason to disrespect Usher. It's unnecessary. Also, like calling out Usher because Usher like bumped into Jungkook a little bit in the thing. But Usher's like free flowing. Also, like Asian culture is all about respect. That's yes, that's true. like number one. So in the video, Usher has the spotlight. 
like Jungkook steps back, lets Usher take the spotlight in the video because that's what the culture is. The culture is all about respect. Um, if you watch the J Hope and J Cole video, it's very similar. You know, J Cole gets like the, the kind of the spotlight in that song. Um, and there's not there's not a ton of examples of this, unfortunately. And I would love for this to keep happening in music for like K-pop to keep collaborating with Western artists. But shit like this is gonna like have it be a deterrent i feel like when it comes to western artists shout out to halsey who's like been super supportive of the k-pop community and like done multiple features um but yeah it's just it's just like people disrespecting each other it's people disrespecting jungkook it's people disrespecting usher when we can't just appreciate two great dancers that's what's happening people people saw usher dancing in the video and the and the bts fans are saying He's not as good as Jungkook. Like, what is he doing? He's, like, messing up the dance. He's messing up the moves. I know, which is crazy. Don't say it. It's wrong. But Usher's style of dance is different. Like, it's more free-flowing. Yeah. It's, like, not, you know, it's just a different style than what Jungkook is going for in that video, um, which is, like, much more rehearsed. You could tell, like, Usher probably didn't even rehearse the moves. Like, he doesn't need to. He just goes in and freestyles his own thing. Like, he's been doing that his whole career. Um, And these guys are inspired by people like Usher and, and, like, artists that go way back like that's bts particularly aren't inspired by they're inspired by like big bang and g dragon and and Yang and artists like that but those artists were definitely inspired by artists like usher um so it's just like really unfortunate to see man for someone that wants to see more collaborations like this i just i well brought it up <laughs> and I, people have been asking me. Everyone is gatekeeping. Like people are gate, they're gatekeeping their shit. They're seeing Usher with Jungkook, and they're like, "No, no. I don't, want, I don't, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this happening." And that's fucked up. I can tell you why that is, though. I do. I I agree with you from the standpoint of like let like the comparison shouldn't be happening, regardless. Like it, nobody should be comparing any other artists, any other artists. Like let people do their own thing. I, I understand the pushback though, only from the standpoint of my experience with K-pop fans. Again, um, people have been asking me to do K-pop reactions for years, and I've said no, um, purely based on the racism that I've experienced very consistently amongst the uh, the community. And again, I'm not saying all groups fan bases are the same or whatever, but. Um, I, I reacted to one Blackpink song on my channel and I think one BTS song and I got pushed back. I got, I got pushed back and I wasn't expecting it cause I didn't say nothing inherently negative. I just said, I can clearly see the inspiration behind a lot of like what these two groups do, um, because I so very closely follow pop music and like, you know, the structure of like pop performance and stuff. I'm like, I can clearly see like who this is inspired by. And that's good. Like they doing a good job. I, as an art form, I've done a lot of research into like how these K-pop groups are cultivated. The camps, the schools, did they have these people in for years training to be essentially perfect, to perform perfectly on stage is a lot. It's just a lot of shit that they go through. And we talk about artist development over here all the fucking time. They do the artist development. They study forever 
and and do a bunch of different showcases and they got to get approved by a bunch of different people and then they give them audience test runs to see if the audience uh, uh people enjoy these people together and all this other stuff like it's just so much that goes into the cultivation of those groups um so from that standpoint and the way that they perform, I have an immense amount of respect <laughs> for what they do. They work extremely hard. And I feel like nobody could negate that if, unless they just were uninformed. My issue comes into play with you can see the clear inspiration. And there's been instances with some groups that I've seen um, in which they'll be wearing their hair and cornrows or wearing do rags or wearing braids that are like, you know, traditionally for black hair and different things like that. Um, and just aren't open at all to having the conversation of why we don't necessarily want to see all of that, especially considering the fact that black people in this country are still demonized for for engaging in our own culture but everybody else can engage in it and it's just fine that's the pushback that i've seen very consistently that's the pushback it's the fact that we as black people engage in our culture and it's see it, it people call us ghetto people say a whole whole host of different things but then you look at k-pop and you see them doing a lot of similar things or wearing similar things um and it's just, it's received completely differently. But then you have black people placed next to them like Usher and you get the pushback that you've seen. It's like, oh, well, he's not that good. And like, why is he here? And like, blah, blah. And I'm just, in my mind, all I'm saying is he's the blueprint. What are we talking about right now? Y'all engage in it and do it well. Nobody's talking about that. We're talking about respect of a culture. And I've seen far too many videos online, on Twitter specifically, um, of black culture being used as a costume in a lot of in a lot of those spaces, where they're sitting for hours and doing a bunch of shit to their hair to make it look like it's an afro or make it look like it's like four C curly hair or whatever because that's just trendy and they throwing up gang signs and dancing and wearing paraphernalia that would. Uh, you know, traditionally be used by like Crips or Bloods or different like gangs and shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not, I don't, I don't like any of that shit. <laughs> I'm not, I can't approve of or engage in or say that any of that shit is cool. It is not. If you're inspired, that is one thing. Everybody's inspired by somebody, you know, it's just, it's about respect in your approach and respect of the origin of things. It just is. And I feel like there's a lack of respect. And that is why there's pushback whenever that you want to see like uh I don't know I didn't know anything about like Halsey doing collaborations and stuff or Justin Timberlake to be honest like I was just like Usher oh cool like blah blah I haven't seen them do many collaborations with like uh black people specifically I didn't know about J Cole either so that might just be my own ignorance um but I feel like there's an overall lack of respect that has yet to be addressed and maybe if it was. <laughs> Then we could then we could level and make shit just a little bit more smooth. But it's the fact that y'all over here engaging in our shit, but having zero respect for us as people. That's a problem. And that's my only problem. That's like I said, I love the art of it. Like fuck, 
But if I know a K-pop group is performing, I know they're going to get three thousand percent because that's what they train for. You know, that's what they that's what they train for. They train to sing live. They train to dance. Everybody is hitting their mark. I have not seen one K-pop performance to date that I was like, "Damn, that was ass," because they just don't. That's not what they do. And uh, as a as a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> I enjoy the perfectionism that they exude. I just I just do. I I love it. I love to see it. I would love respect as well. That's it. I I I don't know if I have anything to add to that. Yeah, so you're up you're up I respect everything you just said, especially as someone that hasn't seen like the appropriation that you're talking about. I haven't seen that. And that's because like I've dived down in more specific like I've been BTS specific with the stuff that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I I've I've checked out other groups too, like Shiny, who's always been very respectful. Um and BTS has never like all the stuff you're saying BTS specifically has never done. And yet they've dealt with so much xenophobia from us yeah. like over here. So the fact that they have been the biggest like group in the world, like since they've existed essentially and yet been paid dust to by us as Americans is just like really sad. And I think that's what happened here to start along with what you're saying, like along with everything you're saying, I think those two things clashed together. Mm-hmm. People saw Usher next to Jungkook and it sucks because BTS never did any of the things you're talking about. They've been like RM, the leader of the group, is super inspired by Nas. That's his favorite rapper. Like mm-hmm. they're they're inspired by Kanye. They're inspired by J. Cole. Um, like they've spoken about these things. They've been very open about these things. They haven't done the appropriating things that you're talking about with like, you know, braids and whatever it might be. They haven't done those things. Gang signs, like they've never done those things. Um, other groups, I'm sure definitely have. And, I'm so, I, and I'm not. Well, let me clarify. I wasn't talking about BTS yeah. or or Blackpink for real. Just other um, groups you've seen, like you've seen videos of other groups doing it. Yeah, man, a lot of them, a lot, like more than like three. So then, and I was just like, okay, what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. So you have a group of people who see that online and have all that information that you have, and are immediately just probably don't want to see Jungkook next to Usher. And Jungkook's kind of taking the fall for these other groups that have done these things. And maybe that's part of why they've dealt with some of the xenophobia as well. Like, it just, it's sad that we can't just have a collaboration that's, it's such a good collaboration, too. No, I saw, I was like, it was bumping. It's so dope. It's like the song is better than the original song with Usher in it. Of course, it's better. It's Usher. Usher has like a full verse. He's, he's, I heard, I saw, I was like, it's so good. Um, And this is the conversation. Like, it's just really sad. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, and, and BTS fans are at fault. Sorry. Not the ones that are perpetuating it. I know not all of you are, but I see people online doing it. And I feel like fighting back is not like the way. I feel like this is a very common, to to kind of speak towards what Maya was saying. I think the thing is, as black people, we see this all the time where, Because it's not even just a specific like BTS thing or whatever. It's kind of K-pop as a genre as a whole. Like the whole entire thing is very derivative of black music in general. Black style, black fashion, all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think what ends up happening is that we see this all the time where something that we innovate or come up with kind of gets... Uh, whether it's, you know, other people feel inspired by it or whatever. But then they've reached like another level of success with what we've offered in the first place. And I think that's always going to be in the background of black people listening to K-pop. I think it's always going to be there. I don't think it's going to be like impossible to separate. 
And it's I'm not even going to lie. I acknowledge all of the excellence. I, I can acknowledge when shit is good, but that's one of the main reasons why I haven't tapped in completely. It is, and it could be a whole personal bias thing. It could be all of that. Like, obviously, I'm not xenophobic or anything like that. It's not that. It's the fact that my homegrown Black artists have been doing this shit forever, and they're still not placed in the highest regard. They're still not given all of these opportunities. And yeah, like, obviously, like, like Michael, you're correct. Like, as far as, like, in the West, it's not just, it's not just that. Like, everybody does, like, pay them dust. I'm talking about like my community specifically. We just never going to have those types of opportunities or given um, those spaces to succeed in those ways. Like it's just, it's just true. And it feels like a co-opt. It, fe it, it feels like a taking. It's not completely, but it feels that way. It feels like that every time, you know what I mean? So when you see that plus the disrespect, Plus the lack of like acknowledgement of the origin of things. Like I said, I've done my research. I watched many a rehearsals in which they're studying the backflip man, uh, the weekend, Tanache, um, Beyonce. I've seen rehearsals like all they're singing is our music. All they're singing is like uh, uh, I mean, even like the rapping is like a very big part of K-pop as well. That as well. And it's not to say that they're not good at it. They absolutely, like, I've seen some K-pop rappers that are absolutely excellent, but I can see the clear and direct inspiration from my community. And that's fine. I'm just saying, don't pretend like that doesn't exist. That That's part of the fights that I've been getting in. It's like, we can say shit is good. Like, it's good. But don't sit there and be like, oh, they're better than this. or they're be I'm like, that's disrespectful to me. It's just it that feels disrespectful, and I can't shake it. So, like, it it really it it really is what Bobby said. There's definitely layers to the. It's yeah. There's layers to it. I it, it, there's just layers to it. There's a, it's. I feel like it's definitely complicated. But the lack of acknowledgement that you're talking about, Michael, in the in the fact that they are talented and and they clearly <laughs> work very hard. I don't think that should be. Dismissed no. completely. Uh -uh. And, that, and that's where the fans get defensive because they've dealt with that as fans for a long time. Like people like them. If you live on if you live in the West and you go to somebody and try and tell them about BTS, it's immediately dismissed. It's like mm -hmm. BTS, like legitimate, like legitimate rappers. And you see an award show, too. It's like they're not regarded like as legitimate hip hop artists. And they are like these got like J-Hope, these RM, Sugar, like these are legitimately incredible rappers as are the people they're inspired by um but that's the disrespect that the fans feel on their end even though they're not utilizing that disrespect in the right way right now just flat out being like oh they're ass <laughs> like because i wouldn't know like it, it, as far as like how they're regarded like is it is it in is it all negative like do they get it's just not it's just not taken seriously like for like we we were talking about this in our in our group chat, right? Like there was that top 100 albums thing that came out by Billboard or by some big. It was some big media outlet, and they had mm. one K-pop album in there, and 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 one out of a hundred, and it was Augusty's, it was Sugar's album, uh, D Day, uh, which just it's just not logical to have like one album out of a hundred be like your like top 100 albums of the year when there's so many other ones I could list and think of and name that like deserve to be, they're just, they're just not taken seriously by media, 
by award shows, and then as a result of that, by people that live here that don't tap into like K-pop. Mm. Bobby, who? I'm gonna need you to open your mouth. You, you look real contemplating the thought over there. <sighs> I, okay, here's the problem. Here's the problem. When you when it's talking about not talking about them not being taken seriously and not getting credit and things like that. Once again, as a black community, it's hard to do because hip hop isn't taken seriously as a genre either, as far as like critical acclaim and things of that nature. It's not. And then so when it it goes back to that, right? Because, okay, you kind of have hip hop as a genre, right? Then you have these like derivatives of it. But people don't even see like K-pop as a derivative of hip hop, which it is. You don't see like Bad Bunny as a derivative of hip hop, which he is. And so like you don't have hip hop getting credit. So how can they expect K-pop to get credit? That too. And then everyone's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like hip hop <laughs> has to be held in the regard that it needs to be in order for all these other things. Because they're derivatives of hip hop. Mm. So it's like. You know, like we're not placed in the pop category either. Like hip hop's not placed in the pop category either. So it's like critically claim wise, you have to like be, I don't know. Like it's, 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 that's the idea of like, okay, yeah, like we're, we don't get credit for our own music nine times out of 10. So then, yeah, of course, then that's going to, when you oppress one group, you end up oppressing everybody else. So, yeah. And we all we minorities, get, so Exactly. Yeah. So we're getting pushed <laughs> to the side, so they're getting pushed to the side. So it just makes some sense. Um, so I think it all just comes back from, like, the lack of respect towards black music in general. And then all these other conversations start happening as a part of that bigger conversation, to be honest. Because, like, yeah, but even with, without the music, the fashion, the culture, all of it, like you, you see all the time how in like that Korean pop space, uh, and I don't even think, is there a difference between K-pop and just like Korean rap in general? No, it's all part of, it's part of it. Because there's yeah, like that, there was like that uh, Korean rapper girl that was like a Ice Spice copy. Should y'all ever see that? Should be part what? of K-pop. Yeah, it was like literally like just like Ice Spice. Like it just <laughs> reminded me yeah. of Ice Spice. BTS but, BTS started as rappers. They were just hip hop. They were just a hip hop group when they started. And they well, developed they developed into like an all, you know, account like vocalists as well and everything. Oh, oh there you go. So I think those conversations and those type of like, things Whoop. of people wanting to feel seen and people wanting credit. A lot of it always does have to come back to the idea that black people don't get credit for the work in the first place. And there's a lot of fallout from that. I would even, say even Michael saying they started as a hip hop group and now they like doing more pop shit. They they even peeped it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goddamn shame. They even peeped it like, oh, we might not get the Facts. visibility that we want if we just doing straight hip hop stuff. So let's do some let's do some pop stuff too. You feel me? Damn. That's what hip hop artists think here too. Because it's true. It's true. Because <laughs> it's true. Well, I think it's everything a- everything you're saying is the saddest part about this is that like we couldn't just celebrate these like these two oppressed groups coming together to make like a huge song. real shit. Like, we, we couldn't just celebrate it. We had to turn it. We had to take both of our oppressions and turn it into something where it's one against the other. When these are the last two groups that should be pitted one against the other. Would you yeah. say, Bobby? Would you call it the what? oppression Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, oppression when- Olympics, dog. So much happens when people feel unseen. And I feel like that's a lot of where that debate came from. People feeling like people aren't seeing each other for sure. Um, But yeah, take hip hop seriously. Then we'll see where the conversation goes. Like for real. (laughs) 
Like actually, there there wouldn't be any room for disrespect if we weren't already like disrespected to. Yeah, because we're just fighting for that chance to be seen too. I really feel like that's where a lot of that just stems from, for sure. Like actually, Uh, and then bring it over here. They're like, "Mm." and then talking Mm. about hip hop, let's get disrespectful about it. Fuck Kanye. Listen, so (laughs) I am so mad at Kanye right now. Okay. (laughs) I'm just, I'm switching. I'm, I'm going there. I feel like we had everything we had to say. I'm going to Kanye because we talk about respecting hip hop, respecting oh, black people. Fuck. This man does neither. He does neither at this point. Um, so for y'all that don't know, he went on this like 10 minute rant. Uh, it, I don't even know what like started said rant. You just had this 10 minute rant that got posted. Um, and he's just talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. He said the rant. First thing that popped in my head was that nigga being like, be quiet before you get exiled. (laughs) Okay, we're definitely going to bring that part up too. So he has this 10 minute rant that is kind of all over the place, but then very cohesive at the same time because he keeps talking about the same talking points over and over for the last however many years now. Um, So he's very consistent in his viewpoints. He was definitely hinting at still some anti-Semitic things, definitely hinting at these different types of conspiracies, misinformation. Um, And then and when I'm saying that, I just want to clarify because people are on my TikTok about this. I'm not talking about the things he's experienced in his own life being misinformation. I can't talk to that man about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all this like worldly shit that he keeps spewing. But um, because, yeah, yeah, he brought up some personal stuff about Kim and about North and all this kind of stuff. I got, you know, no comments on that. That's whatever. Um, But, yeah, it's just this guy. He did a listening party and wore a KKK hood. Uh, His I believe KKK, a black KKK. And people were bringing up his song Black Skinhead that he did in in the past because he wore like in the music video. There was like a black KKK hood in there. But that was actually a great black empowerment song. And it was full of irony people. But that time has long gone ever since the MAGA hat and the anti-Semitic rants and all that kind of stuff. He can't do that for irony anymore. Uh, Yeah, the time is ironic about it. Exactly. Um. But yeah, like the reason that it just got me so mad is one, just because I just was a a gigantic Kanye fan. I think especially in the wake of everything in Israel and in Gaza, just the still anti-Semitic stuff is insane. Um, Oh, my God, there's just so much. I think even the logo, don't quote me on this, but I'm like 99 percent sure the logo for his album is like the German uh, coat of arms, which... (laughs) What? Without the context of Kanye's all his shenanigans, that's not the worst thing in the world. But then with the context of all Kanye's shenanigans, it's like, bruh. Like, and then this man said Jesus Christ, Hitler, yay. And the same, like, these are like the idols to live up to. <laughs> Jesus, like, what? Then he one of his fans Jesus, said, wait. He wait. said Jesus Christ, Hitler, yay. As in, like, these are the like, yeah, that he just rambled. I was like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> then one of his fans made Hitler. a shirt okay. with that on there. And I was like, this is Kanye. Bruh. Then going back to when he had his White Lives Matter shirts. Going back to, like, he... And he's, then... He, he's been in the trenches for a very long time. It is, but here's the thing that pisses me off the most. Because it's it, Kanye has such a platform where now when he goes on these rants, he has uh, already galvanized his fan base of just these anti-Semitic racist ass people. So now it's kind of like, 
You know how with Trump, every time he would say something stupid or whatever, it would like get his fan base even more behind him. You know what I'm talking about? Kanye has a very similar situation going on now where no matter what he says, people like rally behind him even more. Um, and it's just it, the rise of like, I just can't imagine I'm being dead serious. I can't imagine as like a black person having a gigantic stand base of racist and anti-Semitic people. I, I don't, don't understand, understand how he could live like, with himself with that because that is just, I, it, I can't like, it's, it's very frustrating. So I just wanted to get out my rant. Um, I, I gave up on Kanye many <sighs> moons ago. Many, many moons ago. He's been on my sh- uh, sick and shut-in list for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised by anything that he does anymore. Oh, surprised? Like, no, not at all. Yeah, I was just like, all. oh, cool, another day. The only thing that made me laugh, and it's not, it's such a shame, because it really is sad. It's very, very sad. Um, I kind of steer away from the topic of talking about him because I don't want to, I won't, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm invalidating all the weird shit that he's done because all of that shit is true and affects a lot of people. Um, but it's also very clear that he's, he's got a lot of mental things going on and it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. Like he's very, he's experienced some shit. He just has to, his mind feels very, scrambled to me in the way that he like puts together his sentences and shit and i'm just like he just not all there and like he's like and it's not again not an excuse not an excuse I, see i don't know if i it's agree an with expo- that it's an explanation i a little I, bit he he got it's something it's something I, man i don't know like he's very and the reason why i'm saying i don't know at this point to all of the um because every time kanye rants people bring up his mental health because he had you know that very public battle uh with being bipolar and everything but yeah. his views have been so consistent i don't oh, see yeah. this as any type of like maybe he was manic to the point where he decided to talk Right or That's like, what five, I mean. but That's like, what I as mean. far as what he's actually saying in the context, of like the content of it, like I don't think he's like not saying anything he doesn't mean. No, I, no, I feel absolutely. Like he stands behind what he because he keeps saying the same shit. So I feel like it's definitely like this is what he believes in, and no, like yeah, like it 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 may have been a manic rant too, in the sense that like when you're manic, you're like very. You can kind of like see yourself as a god figure, which leads to your all I'm uh, talking about. quote when this person, there was this person in the audience, and she either was hyping him up and said- She was hyping him up. I watched it twice. Okay. She said you and God to something that he mm-hmm. said, but he was telling everyone to shut up the whole time. He was like, hey, you need to be quiet. You need to shut up before you get exiled. <laughs> I was like, bro. That man thinks that he is Kim Jong-un. <laughs> a, a whole cult leader or something. <laughs> That man thinks that he is a dictator in his own little bubble. I and swear to God. That lady that said that, it so I at first thought she said, You ain't God. Like, calm down, Kanye. But it's honestly even worse that she said you and God. Like mm-hmm. putting them on like a similar level because of like where he's already at mentally with that. I was like, that's even worse. You're like a bigger yes woman now. Like, what is going on? Also, yes, all the yes men in the room, y'all gotta do something with yourselves. Y'all got to do something. Like, they were so enabling everything he was saying. Uh, just That's full. part of what I wanted to say. I was like, can y'all yeah. please stop? He Stop 
I know is I know it's never gonna happen, but stop giving this man an audience to speak to. Oh, let that's never talk, gonna happen. Let him talk into the void if he wants to like get on social media and run his mouth and shit, but physically sitting in a room with that nigga and letting him talk about these things and feel uh, stronger or like more whatever the fuck you know what i'm trying to say and then recording it and posting online is jacked up like too. that is insane so y'all gotta more do all people that. can hear what he's saying y'all could just let y'all in the room hear all of this shit he was saying but to record it and make it feel like it's some he already i feel like that's what i'm talking about from the mental standpoint that is all i was talking about was his grandiose um feelings he has about himself he feels like he's very prophetic and that's very Very, clear like he feels like he's some higher being like truly and that and that i attribute a little bit to mental illness i agree with everything that you said bobby as far as like this is what he believes in yeah but um stop giving this man an audience so he can stop feeling like the messiah please yeah like he really feels like he really crazy. and whenever he's surrounded by people who ain't gonna do shit who just gonna sit there and let him say whatever and be like yeah kanye yeah more and and here's the thing that girl might have been like on his side or like hyping him up or whatever but i feel like a lot of these people that sit in these spaces with him are just they is a clout thing and a very like oh we're witnessing one of kanye's rants Rants, like they don't give a fuck about him like as a person i feel like it's it's a it's a very it feels transactional because why put that shit on the internet it could have just been y'all y'all like (laughs) it's just so it's just so crazy to see like the spiral and then see people hyping him up and and encouraging all of his behavior and i'm just like man what's yeah. it going in can it end fuck <laughs> like the facts michael how do you feel about yeezy <laughs> i hate this conversation <laughs> I fucking hate it if i could exit myself out i would but i'm damn the, I'm the, my fault i'm the record no it's all, no, no no i want to validate the things you want to talk about but this is like I, I think you asked me one time, Bobby. Is mm-hmm. there one? Is there one person that I just can't listen to because of like my morals or whatever mm-hmm. it is? I just can't listen to. And I didn't really have an answer. Like I told you, I still listen to some old Chris Brown songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think I forgot about Kanye because I literally take him out of my head and put him to the side for everything. Like I, yeah. I Kanye is the answer. Kanye's <laughs> he's been the answer for for a long time now, and I just can't associate myself. Whether it's listening to his music, whether it's even having a conversation about him, I feel gross talking about him right this second. Like even as, even though it's in like a you know in, informative way, I just still feel gross. I I leave it to his cult. He's not going anywhere. He's got a cult, and I don't like to talk about. That's people. basically what it is for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it is what it's what it is, and that's why he's not going anywhere. People are gonna record these instances because it spreads this information to his cult and the people that are going to support him no matter what blindly and, and insanely. Uh, I just, I hate this. I, w- I would have not existed in this convo if I could have. Well, I'm going to end it with this part then, because he yeah, man, I, I only had to get it off involved. my chest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Shit. I forgot. I was even, I forgot about that. That's yeah, the only Will reason Smith why we was going to bring this shit up. Cause Bobby was like, no. <sighs> yeah. Will Smith and Kanye took a picture together. Like the day after said rant. <laughs> Hurt my heart. Hurt my soul. Hurt my soul. But I, I want to end it with this. 
And because I don't really have anything other to, I don't have anything to discuss <gasps> with this. It's more of a statement talking about how Michael, it reminded, Michael reminded me of this because he said he felt, he feels um, gross talking about it. What yeah. feels gross to me about Kanye and his music right now is like the vast majority of who's hyping up Kanye at this point is white hip hop Twitter. And that bothers the shit out of me. Like that bothers me so much because of like everything we're talking about. Like that that's just my statement. I I have to discuss that. But let's just call it let's just call it NFR gross. Like y'all are gross. It's it's yeah, yeah the, the constant platforming and like I don't I very, don't even it, I don't yeah. even like talking about like, you know, everything that he's done in the past because I feel like we all know about that. Like it is what it is. Like let's stay present what's presently happening with kanye okay let let like i don't even want to say damn it this is his legacy this is his legacy everything that's happening that sure. everything that's happening right now this is his legacy you could talk about all of his old shit all day but like what he's doing now far supersedes i feel like in the level of unfortunately importance <laughs> There yeah. used to be a time where we were like, oh, Kanye's rapping in production. He's just he's just one of the great. Okay, what he's doing right now has had far more of a lasting effect. Uh, it just does. This is his I know the now. next time we're going to have to talk about Kanye. So I'll, I'll prepare Michael for next time because I know exactly when it's going to happen. What? When we're on like year five of this show and Kim runs for president. Nick, we're gonna not, have to we're bring up Kanye. This. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And if that happens, if that shit happens, we will. We, it'll be a footnote. It'll be a footnote at best. We are not talking about this the, the same way his election run was a footnote. Yes, bars. Which I, I think he only did to take the idea from Kim. But okay, um, we are done talking about Kanye on this show. Okay, Dunzo. I'm putting I'm putting my foot down. We're not gonna we can't <laughs> do it anymore. Yeah, I I'm not feet. I cannot. No, not even in not even in passing. Erase him from your mind, Bobby. No more Kanye references. Nothing. Maybe maybe uh, Will Smith needs to use that neuralizer on me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need yeah. that. And on himself. We need that for sure. Okay. Uh, I guess it's my turn. I want to talk about. I've been saying that for like days since Michael said he never listened to Nikki and thought it was Bedrock. <laughs> I went back and listened to Bedrock for the first time in years, and I was like, Nikki really ain't that. Anyway, that song um, has the worst line of all time on it, though. By the way, which which line? Uh, the grocery bag line makes no sense. It'll never make sense. I feel like he must have been super high. It, like I don't know why it got cleared. I don't know what he was thinking. It doesn't make any sense. So funny. Um, but uh, this this week on Twitter, we were blessed enough to see some function. I don't even know what function it was, but the girls were out. Oh, oh okay. The girls were in the street, okay? <laughs> the bisexual agenda was alive and well. Janelle Monet, Victoria Monet, the Monets, yeah, and a newly separated fine Tiana Taylor. Okay, they were all in the same building and eclipse surfaced. Rub a dub dubbing. <laughs> eclipse surface of Tiana Taylor and Victoria Monet dancing. And Victoria was behind her and caressing what's happening. It's very clear, just just the outline of the body just going. I was just like, Father in heaven. 
Y'all know, <laughs> listen, I love women, dog. I was like, I sat and watched that video for an embarrassing amount of time. <laughs> I was like, just on repeat. Why is this like, video three God, hours damn. long? Why is it? You feel me? Why is this video seven hours long? You feel me? I went back the next day to look at it again. But here's here's my question to you, gentlemen, because we all know that Victoria is in a relationship. Oh, that's a question. Yes. I'm ready with to her, answer. With her, with her baby's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the name John. I don't know, Mr. Gaines. He's a trainer and things. He's very, he's attractive as well, or whatever. But there were a lot of people in the comments, mostly men, being like, "Man, her man better than me. I don't know if I could see this shit." You feel like why? How she gonna be all dancing up? Because <laughs> Victoria is openly bisexual. Um, Tiana, we, you know, the queer babies were like, girl, we see you in, but she hasn't come out or done anything like that. So, but we know that Tiana, she likes, she, she vibes with girls. We just want to say she vibes because we don't know anything concrete and I'm not going to make any assumptions, but she vibes, you know, they were vibing together. Mm-hmm. So my question to y'all is, uh... could you deal, <laughs> could you deal? How would you feel if that was your girl up in the club getting rubbed on, rubbing on a girl? You feel me? Like just dancing and enjoying each other's bodies. <laughs> I feel like the married man should go first. The married man should go first. Victoria think... and her husband, her, her, her boo are not married, though. They just have a child. Just put that out there. They're dating. They're not married. They're... Wait, wait, hold on. Is the question like a hypothetical of like a relationship hypothetical? Or are you talking about like in my own personal relationship? What are you talking about? Could uh, <laughs> however you want, you feel me? Just it's just an overall because the, the, a lot of the responses were men just being like, "Oh, I can't believe like she got a man and she yeah. oh she rubbing on the I'll give like this. What I'll give a this? general answer like, because I haven't talked to the misses about this question yet, so <laughs> I won't I won't give a personal response. And see, that's that's how y'all do it, people. But anyway, my <laughs> general response is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's very simple to me when it comes to relationships. What are their boundaries? Did it fall outside or inside of them? Inside good, outside bad. Easy. Period. (laughs) And we don't know their boundaries, so I don't see why everybody all up in arms. Very simple. Yeah, Michael. I don't really... like. I I don't really care. Period! I I mean, Bobby's 100% right. It's about your boundaries. Everyone's are different. Some people, like, there's labels for a reason. There's lots of different labels. Whatever you fall under is between you and your partner, and whatever is allotted inside of that label for the two of you to have extra fun, depending on what label you are, you know? Good for you. Also, I got to say this about boundaries, though, because there's some people that be using boundaries as abusive ways, like with men especially. Mm -hmm. Boundaries is not you controlling what your woman can do. That is Talk not what it. boundaries are. Boundaries is if if you, if your partner, whoever does something you don't like, then you do something with yourself as far as exit the relationship or have a talk or whatever. But it's not about controlling the other person and what they can or can't do. If that's what they want to go do, and then they're they're in a relationship with someone else that doesn't like that, well then okay, then that's up to you. Do you want to leave or you want to stay? Whatever. But it's never about controlling the other person. Never. And this is why I have a show with these gentlemen. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> all of my, all of Never. my friends are like, "My, you're doing a show with two straight men." That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was like, because they got sense. You feel me? They got sense. And we need more men like y'all in the forefront. You feel me? I could not believe the response. I was like, y'all are insane. Like, (laughs) we we don't know their relationship. We don't know what checks and balances, like, they have amongst each other. We know that, like, Victoria's openly bisexual. She's dated women that we know of. We don't know. We just don't know. So all these yeah. assumptions and and they were comparing her to like Kiki Palmer and Usher and all this other shit. And I was just like, y'all is just all ass backwards and all up in people's business. Y'all don't know them people. Just enjoy. You feel me? I enjoyed. And <laughs> 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 my 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 fucking business. I was like, oh, that's hot. And I scrolled away. You feel me? It, more people need to be like that. <laughs> Stop thinking. Yeah, no, it's y'all knows the people. You see two fine women rubbing up on each other, and y'all think about a nigga. What's up with that? <laughs> like, like, I truly don't understand. That demographic on the internet is just so irritating. I was about bro. to say something real, like, real, uh, real controversial. Oh, go for always, it. It's always going to be a straight man worrying about what another straight man is doing. I'm confused. Facts. Like, why? Why do you care so much about how this man Yo, feels? I had to, like, do a take. <laughs> I No, I had to do a double take when I said, I saw that take online, and I was yeah. like, hold on why? now. I, I had to think, because, like, I've always had, like, body positivity issues, right? And, mm. like, well, I was like, you know, when I'm at the gym, am I worried about what girls see me like or like am i trying to like flex up like all other guys basically and i was like mm. that's a good question mm-hmm. and i was like you know it's always dudes that made fun of how i look never girls that made fun of how i look mm-hmm. and i was like is that trauma like am i trying to like and i was like damn yeah I straight like- men love talking about the male gaze i'm like y'all perform for it too so i don't know what y'all talking about women for yeah hey i'm just being <laughs> honest i'm just being honest that that one made me do a double take so I, I I definitely feel like a lot of a lot of men definitely fall under that. I really do. I need y'all to it's pull real. it together. I'm just thinking about the video right now. <laughs> so no, no, they fine, just fine. No, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry if I don't if I don't feel like connected to the conversation. I just nah, had the, no, it into it. it. The video is playing in my head right now. <laughs> Mine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I live you to see it. it. You know, I love yeah. I love to see it. I love to see. Bisexual agenda at work, y'all just <laughs> had to go and ruin it for me. Who needs the bookmark on Twitter when you got a bookmark in your head? <laughs> <laughs> I will never bookmark some shit on Twitter. I see that shit, and I'm like, oh, y'all nasty. Why y'all saving this? <laughs> Wild, but yeah, I every time I see those conversations, is mostly it really is just mostly these straight men being like, you can't do that, uh, be a good woman. What the fuck, like? It's just I blame so Andrew Tate. And, Andrew uh, Tate, Ti. Who's that other guy? Ti, uh, heavy on Ti. My T. God, he's another one. I, I don't, I don't want to sound like this. I don't know. The the guy, he like a, he had like a heart attack. He's like a black guy. He had like a heart attack. Oh fuck, Kevin Samuels. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him too. Mm-hmm. I blame him. That whole like. Obviously, like being like an alpha male, like that whole thing has always been like a concept. But like those Shannon content Sharp, creators, you old, he's, oh, he's on bastard. the fence for he's, sure. He's getting there. You're yeah, I was like, bro, you gotta lonely. stop, dog. Ever, like, ever since, ever since he took Ocho as a partner, it's yeah. it's, it's going downhill, bro. It All is. You might have to rethink time, his partnership. Yeah. Every time he talks it, about women, it's about what women are doing wrong, and that's why you don't have one. <laughs> That's why you don't have a partner. You're going to be alone for the rest of your life with the way that he thinks about women. I, I love that you said that as far as like the boundaries thing. Like 
boundaries are for the person boundaries are for you it's not yeah. for you to control other people if you're just so dead set on i want a traditional woman i want a woman. okay then go find that woman stop finding women who are who are free in themselves and do whatever and then trying to mold them into what the fuck you want just go find what you want and let me be clear what you want might not exist so get comfortable with that as well <laughs> Like the tide yeah. is turning. Women are now starting to quit. Why do we need to get married again? Why would y'all tell us that we need to get married and all this other shit? Like, why do we think it's just a different world? Yeah. <laughs> it's a different world. Y'all all gonna end up alone. <laughs> Trying not to be rude and mean, but I'm so tired of these conversations, especially straight men, men in my community, straight black men. Hey, yeah, all the I'm like. All those like anytime I see like anything about relationships online, I'm like y'all don't know like anything that you, like y'all don't know nothing like y'all like this is crazy because they're not in like, relationships. They it's crazy. Been in any type of real relationships, and they're just reading what everybody else is saying and then making their own little like bubble of what they think is acceptable for a partner, but you've never had one. So how the fuck would you know? I feel I like would... I've never seen like a healthy relationship post in my life <laughs> online. <laughs> I see them all um, the time, yeah, I, I but then haven't. they get bullied, and people want to take them down because people just hate seeing happiness. That's not yeah. what the internet Ooh. is for. Oh, y'all are corny. <laughs> that's not that's not what the internet is for. People don't want to see healthy, happy, that's functioning true. relationships because then it makes them question themselves and what they're doing wrong and why they're alone, and and that's not what Facts. escapism is for. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. You take your happiness that. somewhere else. This You're is the right. void of doom. And despair <laughs> and unhappy relationship. We're all miserable here. No, it's just y'all. Mm. Damn. It's just y'all. You know, you know talking about toxicity and relationships. So Scissors Deluxe is coming up. And uh <laughs> He said, I might kill my ex. <laughs> so I wanted to just talk about this like as a concept and see if y'all like it or don't like it. So she has a new project coming out called Lana. Um, and she had said a few weeks ago, she doesn't know if it's going to be its own album or a deluxe to SOS because it's like its own thing. So she didn't know if she wanted to attach it to SOS or have it be its own project. She decided to attach it to SOS. That makes oh, no sense to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, I get it from like a business perspective as far as like, okay, more people will, tune into sos it'll be a lot more streams it'll be a lot more sales mm -hmm. uh but if it feels like distinctly different artistically from sos which i that's kind of what she made it sound like that doesn't make like any sense to me at all i don't really like that uh but yeah how do y'all feel about that the only the only way that i'd be like because i we, we just talked about this in a patreon episode where i said i hate deluxe editions but if if this ends up being like a the only example I could think of is like the 2020 experience part two. If it ends up being like that, then I'm totally cool with it. Cause that wasn't really, that was attached to 2020, but it wasn't a deluxe. It was its own thing, but it was also part of it. But it was like separate track list though. It's completely separate track, track list. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like its own separate album, separate yeah. track lists. It was its own thing. So I don't, it depends on how she markets it, how she releases it. If I have to go click onto SOS to get to it, then I'm not happy with it to kind of simplify it. Yeah, I would, that's how I'm assuming it'll be, and I don't like that either. Like, okay, like to your point, I feel like it would be cool if it was like, okay, SOS, Lana, 
And then you know how like they made the the experience album you're talking about Justin Timberlake is like both like he put them together eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, like, okay, go ahead and do that. But like, yeah, it feels weird if I just have to click on an SOS Deluxe to listen to like an entirely different project. Like that's that feels weird to me. I don't know. I feel like it could have been like um it could have been like a like a Ariana Sweetener thank you next type moment where uh, she yeah, dropped yeah. those projects like super close together and they were their own um their own thing. It could be like that or <clears throat> I see what y'all are saying from like a whole other project like cuz I saw the well it might have been Like it doesn't practice, sound like it's SOS like throwaways thing. or anything. Yeah, and SOS is already long as hell, so like yeah. it wouldn't really make any sense for like to t- add it on. I do think I feel like it might be there was a bunch of different covers that she did for Lana as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it might be its own like thing and it might just be in this era, this SOS era, you know, like we're still like in that it's been like when did SOS drop? It's been like a year and a some year. change. She finished the tour. Yeah, so like it we we well, usually when the tour is over, the era is over. I mean, I hope it gets released separately somehow. I really do. Like, I don't see her adding just adding on a whole separate project to the end, like the back. And then, like, it even it even has like a different name. Like, it's called yeah. Lana. Different name, different covers like, and shit. So I think it might be. A, I think it might just be separate. I think also like the covers I saw for Lana are very like Earth. So like very mm-hmm. green, very brown, very you know neutral, and then yeah. like SOS is obviously water, so it's mm-hmm. like even that's like way different. Um, so yeah, it's just it's weird to we me. And then like I, I asked on Twitter if like anyone's ever done that before, and then people said something with like Lana Del Rey with something in Paradise. Anybody know what that's about? I don't listen to Lana. Was it Paradise? Is that what it was? It was like some other album, and then there was like Paradise. I don't know if it's like the same concept, but then someone said like the re-up with Nicki Minaj, and I was like, no, that's not the same. That's that's not the same thing that I'm talking about. And then I'm trying to think. There was a couple other examples. I'm interested in seeing, first of all, how long it is since she did a whole separate like style to it, named it something different, did all those different covers. Like I, I just want to see how many tracks it is. If it's long, if it's if long, it's, I'll be mad about like I'm gonna I'm be confused. I'll yeah. just be confused. <laughs> I won't necessarily be mad. I'll be like, okay girl, interesting. I'm still gonna listen to it regardless, you know, but like I like internally I feel I would feel so much less excitement if it was a deluxe for SOS. Mm-hmm. Like it automatically takes away my excitement, like all of it, basically. We lived it already. We lived yeah. it. We experienced it. We went through it. I can't think of an example of like you were talking about Lana. That people brought up an example. I'm not familiar with that, but I can't think of like like that Nikki example. I can only think of Justin. I can think of Eminem, who also did music to be murdered by part one and part two, but that was not a deluxe. It was like a part. This isn't. This doesn't feel like. A part it gives two. more of a part two, though, but, don't but it? The, but because of the branding feels different. Like Bobby yeah, said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The branding's different. Bobby said the cover is totally different elementally. Uh, I don't. It just feels like a different era, even though she's not coming out and saying it. We need her to come out and say something. Yeah. I mean, she did. So I'm, I'm pretty sure she did like that hour long the interview. Who did she just do that interview with? I don't remember. Not sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's where she confirmed that it is going to be like attached to sos somehow uh i hope i'm wrong with my information to be honest with you i don't think i am but i hope i am i hope everyone's in the comments like bobby's an idiot it's gonna be separate (laughs) because that would make me very happy if i'm wrong um 
but yeah, I think, oh, what I also wanted to bring up during this section was, okay, so I feel like we are in an era where rollouts need to be completely different than typical ways of dropping albums. So something that I just floated out on Twitter, which I feel like would be crazy, which is kind of what Beyonce is doing with the whole part one, two, and three, a little bit, but an artist should copy how video games do season passes. What's that? Meaning, so like with, uh, so say like Call of Duty, for example, there's like different seasons in the year, right? So like season one just dropped and in season one, you get like new guns, new maps, new this, new that. And so it's like this expansion to it, right? And so like, that's what I'm saying, where it's kind of like where Beyonce's like, okay, well, we have part two coming. So that's kind of like season two, if you will. Mm -hmm. But like, be a little bit more transparent where it's like, okay, season one's about to drop. We're getting three new music videos. We're getting this. We're getting that. And like have the rollout span like over a year or like a little bit longer, like through each season. I feel like that would hit. I feel like because then every single thing you're dropping feels like a moment. Kind of what we were talking about, like lack of moments on the Patreon. We were just talking about that. I feel like it'd be like, oh, we're about to have this drop of music videos. Like that's a thing. Or we're about to have, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's, like I'm saying, it is kind of what Beyonce's doing. Where it's like, okay, we're having the tour right now. We're having the movie right now. We're having the visuals, hopefully. I don't know if the film was the visuals or not. I don't know. Um, it was but, not. But just kind of this like <laughs> segmented thing really makes people take in the thing you drop, but then you're also leaving the promise of more coming. See, that's the thing. That's why Beyonce, that's why I feel like Beyonce was able to have the album drop with no music videos because she was giving hope that more was to come. So it didn't feel mm -hmm. like it was missing because like, like, you know what I'm saying? It yeah. didn't feel like there was a lack of anything because she was still promising more. I feel like that'd be really cool. I, I feel like you could do it with like videos, deluxe albums documentaries merch tours i feel like there's a lot of things you could do doing it that way and it would it would have this uh like long lasting effect in my opinion i feel like someone should try it if they got the budget go for it <laughs> yeah it would cost a all lot I, all i heard was money that's it <laughs> i was like money, money there's artists that got it marketing money for all of that but i definitely i creativity is lacking in certain areas i feel like some people are are trying like different stuff um obviously i love my girl love beyonce don't need to say how much i love her but i think that uh i think people should start releasing during the week again <laughs> if you're a I smaller like artist i don't know she why you that, dropped thursday night she did that friday release man that's she made it the standard i would everybody go back Beyonce dropped on a Friday because she Beyonce. <laughs> if you don't think you're gonna be on Billboard, don't drop Thursday. Don't, don't. There's no point. Do it. There's no point. Drop don't Wednesday afternoon. Drop Tuesday night. It like it doesn't matter. Tuesday. Like, drop when all the attention's off of the people that are dropping Thursday night that are guaranteed to be like on Billboard, right? Like if you're not gonna be on Billboard, you don't care about your first sale, your your first week sales and all that shit. Just drop whenever, like. <laughs> Don't See, wait till Thursday even, night. Listen, I, I ain't even dropped nothing original. I dropped my cover on a Tuesday. I ain't want to be up in the mix. It's the best, it's the best way to do it. <laughs> I want to be up in the mix. Listen to my shit alone, like now, and nobody's dropping. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's smart though, for real. I'm keeping it. I'm not. I'm never gonna drop on Friday. In case anybody was wondering, I'm never. I'm never doing a weekend, a Thursday night. Really, I'm never doing it. It's gonna be like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Hmm. 
I remember Childish Gambino dropped an EP on a Sunday because he didn't want blogs getting to it for like 12 hours. <laughs> so he dropped it on a Sunday night so that fans could like listen to it before it like spread like wildfire or whatever. I was like, mm. that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. I like mixing it up. I like the video game idea. It works for Call of Duty definitely with the seasons and it builds anticipation for like different maps and the mm-hmm. stuff Bobby was talking about with Call of Duty definitely works. Jordan Lucas, I know Jordan, he's not our favorite person, but Jordan Lucas kind of did this with ADHD, where he dropped, he made he it clear. He took too long, though. He did. He 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 lost all the anticipation. Yeah. Because because he took like a year and a half to two years to actually drop the album, but he made it like he made it clear kind of what he was doing, where he was dropping a music video like every month. Mm-hmm. But he did he did take two. He didn't like it wasn't transparently enough where okay the album's coming out on this date you can expect it like it was like all the videos were out and then a lot of time passed and then the album came out and we only have yeah. like six extra songs aside from mm. the songs we had already heard so yeah he did mess up with that but he kind of like reminds me of what you're talking about without like documentaries and without maybe other fun stuff because he only did music videos um but yeah i like the idea because i do think rollouts need to be mixed up whoever maybe someone doesn't feel powerful enough to veer from the norm that could be it because the system works the way it does for the bigger artists and everyone who's small is trying to be one of the bigger artists. So of course they're trying to copy the bigger artists by dropping on Fridays, but I don't, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I do feel like mixing it up is right. And that's why I like bringing up like Lil Nas X, someone doing things differently. I could, yeah, I, I could see he did, it was great. I could see him like doing something different as far as his release goes. Montero For sure. was so good. Like, yeah, I love Montero. It was a great project. Yeah, I don't think anyone has done a rollout like Lil Nas X has done for Montero. I don't think it's been replicated yet. I feel like the way he did that was so interesting. Where the it was, shoes, the outrage. It was like, yeah, well, no, it's like how I see it is like usually when we think of eras, we think of albums, but he like made each song like an era where the even his. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all his singles were like eras where like even how he was like engaging on social media, like was through the lens of like the character in the video or, you know, anything like that performances and all that stuff. It was like each song was like its own world. And I was like, damn, that's really cool. And I don't think anybody's done it since. I think he's been like the only person that's done it. Because like when you look back on Lil Nas X videos, they're all very like like Old Town Road is like its thing. Montero is like its thing industry baby is like its thing and so like he he's really good at doing that for sure in a singles world like it is yeah panini too yeah um but yeah i think artists just gotta switch it up try try some new interesting things let's have fun Um, man just have have a good time yeah life life is short do y'all not see the world burning (laughs) trying to be like super dark (laughs) i wish we could talk about leave the world behind but michael hasn't seen it yet no, I haven't I'm seen so it yet, sad about that. Unfortunately, see, Bobby, I, you don't want to have a conversation with me because you hate my conspiracy theories and shit. You feel me? It's so funny because Mahershala addressed the conspiracy theories in the movie. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, buddy. Yeah, That's whatever." But also, yeah, it's a distraction. It's fine. <laughs> so, Michael, the conspiracy theory, the major conspiracy theory about this movie is it's leave the world behind. It's like a, a you know like a end of the world situation and the obamas produced the movie yeah they did so yeah that i don't know why very, in the world they would do that i know why <laughs> no i'm just talking about like obviously i know like, why i know why they did that we don't have to talk about it you I, they like pizza <laughs> it's, it's they, just like might. Some... they might they might 
Is this like some some don't look up some don't look up shit at the end where Yeah, that too. Listen, I feel like since we don't have to talk about the movie specifically without without spoiling the movie, yeah. I feel like it's way it's way different than that movie. Beyonce had it as an interlude at the Formation World Tour and on the big screen it said, Whoever controls the media controls the mind. And it's true. Yeah, that's true. And it's true. Yeah, and I believe in programming. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. I believe in dulling of the senses. Mm. So when things happen, you're not. Surprised. I believe in great acting, which is why I need Michael to watch the movie. <laughs> watch the movie so we can talk about it because I would love to have this conversation with you. The Actually, writing was immaculate. Oh yes. my God. The writing, the messaging. Yeah, uh, all of 10 it. out of 10. I love that movie. I love it too. People hated the ending, and I don't know why you're watching it, but it's okay. It's because. <laughs> No, I'll tell you why without spoiling anything. There, so the ending is very, it's very like thematic and character based, not plot based. And P, I feel like at like the the like mainstream audiences don't like. They don't like anything open ended where you have to think. That yeah, it's very character and thematic where you have to like ask yourself, oh, what's like the conclusion of the movie? Like not not even necessarily anything like a shutter island situation but you're sitting there you're like okay like it makes you think it just makes you think did you see did either of you see the trailer for this movie that's supposed to be coming out called civil war hmm? starring kirsten dunst no and several other people that you would recognize listen to me i don't care what you believe bobby that civil movie war. that movie and then this one Oh, I need what, you like to go a, watch like a, the trailer. Like, it is like not a continuation. Wars. It wasn't made by the same people. It might as well be a fucking continuation. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, oh, I see y'all. I just see, oh, I see, <laughs> I see, I see it so clearly in my mind. Conspiracy. And I don't, see, listen, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I will be the crazy conspiracy girl. On I the love podcast, conspiracies okay? for fun. Okay, I, I love like them for, for preparation. I like, them. <laughs> I like them so that I am mentally prepared for the weird <laughs> shit that goes on in this country. I don't care, but the fact that that movie is coming out like next year, no, bro, nah, mm, I'm not with it. I told my family we need to get the fuck. Everybody, pack <laughs> your belongings. Get out while you still can. Remember, I said this. All right. That's the end of the show. <laughs> I guess that's the message everyone needs to take away. Build a bunker. Build a bunker. Get one of those straws where you can drink out of the river. That Zuckerberg shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zuckerberg made an underground bunker. Okay, real quick. Wait, before... what? <clears throat> yeah. Zuckerberg has a bunker. In Hawaii, he's building it. I mean, if I was um, rich, I'd have a bunker, too. I'm not mad. Here's the thing, though. Why he only spent $100 million on it? That's all you need for a good bunker. No, but okay, but let, let's think about this real quick. Zuckerberg's worth like what, like seventy five billion dollars or something like that, right? If if I'm planning on spending the rest of my humanity underground, and I have seventy five billion dollars, I'm spending at least half on like <laughs> a underground city of sorts. Like what? What you mean? I got to live in a small mansion. City. Yeah. Did you see the bunker in the in the movie? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we're doing the sport. 
want to spoil it. <laughs> Listen, bunkers, bunkers only need to have like certain types of functions. They had a very nice, it was a very nicely set up bunker. But the idea is that you're you you'll come out eventually, you know. Hopefully, but my when, thing is, if I don't, I'm better. Like, if I have that much money, what what am I messing around with a hundred million dollar mansion for? He spent a hundred million dollars just on the construction, like nothing exactly. Like who inside. knows how big? How who knows how big of a house that could build underground a hundred million dollars? Like I'm talking about space. I, like that feels like that's a big ass like amount of space. Not big money. enough if you got to live in there for decades. It's just him. Does he have a family? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg is married. Yeah. Who married Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> Does he have kids? Yeah, he has a couple. I think. I mean, Elon Musk, got, Elon Musk got married at some point. Didn't what, he? Are you really asking who would marry someone with $75 billion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I can't. Be I'm free, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Not I'm free. Listen, y'all want a third? <laughs> I have a lot oh to God. offer. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, definitely crazy. watch that. Watch those. Watch that movie if you haven't seen the trailer to Civil War and find it and watch it, and then let us know in the comments how you feel about it. I mean it. I want to have this conversation with people who, who are like me. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> well, we thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you leave us questions in the comments. We will answer them on the next episode. Okay, follow us everywhere at Take Away My Mic, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.